podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hi folks, welcome to the Game Week 5 preview episode of the 59th Minute FPL podcast, which is brought to you as always by Fantasy Football Scout. I'm Mark McGettigan. You'll find me on Twitter at FPL General. FPL is finally back after what seemed like a very long international break. I was in Ireland myself for a week and I've managed to pick up an illness, so stay with me if I sound a bit off in this episode. I'm supposed to be going to Celtic Dundee tomorrow, currently yellow flagged, possibly even orange flagged at this stage, so hopefully... I can soldier through this episode. Hitting the record button just as the last few pressers are finishing up on Friday afternoon. Game Week 5 deadline is 11am UK time Saturday morning, which is 90 minutes before Wolves versus Liverpool kicks off. It's the first Saturday deadline of the season. It's nice not having to rush our decisions through on a Friday. The four FPL deadlines between now and the next international break are all down for Saturdays. On today's episode, I round up the pressers, answer lots of listener questions, discuss the captaincy and talk you through my transfer plans and team for the weekend. Make sure you hit subscribe or follow wherever you're listening and leave a review as well. Team news for Game Week 5. First stop is Arsenal. Bukayo Saka is fine and he has trained normally. There's a few people worried about him during the break, but he seems to be absolutely fine. Thomas Partey is still a few weeks away. So as a Gabriel owner, yes, somehow Gabriel is still in my team as we approach the end of September. I'm hoping that he gets a start this weekend against Everton. No news from Aston Villa just yet. I'm recording just about quarter past two. Their press conference is at half past two. Nothing yet from Bournemouth either. At Brentford, new signing Neil Mopai is available, but Damsgaard will be assessed. At Brighton, Evan Ferguson, who missed the Ireland games during the break, he returned to training on Thursday, and a late call will be made on his availability. Danny Welbeck should be fit. Deserbi also said that Ansu Fati will make his debut, but he did say he didn't say whether that would be a start or from the bench. He said he doesn't know if it will be from the start of the game or whether he comes on in the second half. He also mentioned the long trips made by Estupinen and Buonante during the break. But we've been here before with Estupinen making a long break. Everybody worried and he started the game afterwards. So if you have him, I wouldn't be too worried about that. I think I'm going to bench him anyway because it's a fixture against Manchester United where I don't expect a clean sheet. Nothing yet from company at Burnley. At Chelsea, we've had an update on Rhys James. Basically, he's hoping to be available before the next international break. So that's four game weeks away. So basically, we don't really know what's happening with Rhys James. But I think that's a positive update if you own Malo Gusto, in particular for this game week with a good fixture against Bournemouth. So Gusto will be in my starting eleven for that one. Broja and Badia Chile have returned to training, but they will not be featured in Game Week 5. That comes too soon. Enzo Fernandez, despite just getting back today or yesterday, he is ready and available. At Crystal Palace, they've picked up a few injuries during the international break. Mark Gahey picked up an injury with England. And Jefferson Lerma could also miss Game Week 5. I think it's a hamstring issue. At Everton, Calvert-Lewin and Branthwaite are both available. Good news for the Everton attack. At Fulham, Palinha signed a new contract after missing out on his move to Bayern Munich. He's available again, as is new signing Alex Awobi. 
At Liverpool, big blow. Trent is ruled out of game week five. Klopp is hoping the defender will resume ball work next week. So again, we don't really have a timeline on Trent, but it doesn't sound like it's too bad. Good news though that Konati has been back in training. At Luton, 4 million defender Kabori has been training. He must have had some kind of issue. Manchester City, a couple of players ruled out by Pep Guardiola. John Stones, Kovacic and Jack Grealish will not play in game week 5. At Manchester United, defenders Martinez and Lindelof should be available. Varane and Mason Mount are prog- progressing well, but they're unlikely to feature this weekend. It just said, he just said they're shortly coming towards a return. Sancho is training away from the first-team group, pending re- resolution of a squad discipline issue. And Anthony is delaying his return from Brazil to deal with off-the-field issues. So it'll be interesting to see who plays on the right wing for Manchester United. At Newcastle, Botman has been back in training and could be available to face Brentford. It sounds like he will be available. Eddie Howe is not always the most helpful to FPL managers in his press conferences, but when he was asked about Botman, he basically said possibly, and then he had a few more positive comments to say. So if I owned Botman, I would be confident of a start this weekend. Tonali and Elliot Anderson are doubts, though, for the Magpies. Nottingham Forest, like Aston Villa, their pressers not until half past two. Sheffield United, Baldock, Osula, and John Egan all picked up injuries over the break and all three are doubtful. So I know quite a few people have Baldock, he's a doubt. Akmedozic is fit though for the Blades. Nothing of note from Postacoglu at Tottenham. At West Ham, David Moyes said his usual line after an international break. We've got a few knocks, but he also said we're hoping that we have everybody fit and available. And finally, at Wolves, nothing of note from Gary O'Neill. So that is your team news wrapped up ahead of the Game Week 5 deadline on Saturday. Before I get stuck into listener questions, a quick plug for my Patreon. FPL content creation is my full-time job. If you enjoy the podcast, you find it useful, and you'd like to support me, you can check out patreon.com forward slash FPL general, where you'll get iTest podcasts, Thursday night live streams, sometimes Friday night live streams when there's a Saturday deadline, Q&As, team reveals, and much more. Lots of good questions to get stuck into this week after the two-week break. The first one is from Paul Goldsmith. At what point do we break the habit of your lifetime and transfer a goalkeeper out if we have two free transfers, no bigger problems, and own Turner and Onana? Yeah, goalkeeper situation has been quite a tricky one so far this season. I've got Johnston and Turner, which also hasn't been fantastic. Both keepers could actually end up losing their places over the next few weeks. Don't think I've ever been in that scenario. If you own Onana... At least there's some good news that the likes of Martinez is fit again. So hopefully that improves the Manchester United defence. Like I said, I think we can expect Turner to lose his place soon. It's not necessarily going to be in game week five. Hopefully not because it's a good fixture at home to Burnley. I'm certainly starting him this week and hoping that the new guy Odysseys doesn't come in just yet. If you own Onana, if you've got two frees, if you're happy with the rest of your squad, I don't mind selling them. And that goes for a few other goalkeepers as well. It was a bit odd last game week to... I was watching the Manchester United game, ended up having to leave the TV for 15-20 minutes, came back and Harry Maguire and Johnny Evans were playing at centre-back. I thought I went into some kind of strange time, zo- time zone or gone back in time during that game, but hopefully that won't happen again. The problem is it's Brighton next for Manchester United, and when Brighton play, 
you expect him to score. So we're not really expecting much for Onana this game week. So the answer here is, if you're happy with your team, if you don't want to own Onana anymore, then absolutely fine to go ahead and sell him. Question on goalkeepers as well from Meg, FPL Cat Lady. Is it time to finally give up on Pickford and who would be the best replacements? Pickford has to go. Five points in four games, a weak link in the squads, Arsenal next. So yes, I would be using a free transfer on the goalkeeper position here. The first name that came to mind was Ariola, but the problem is West Ham play Manchester City and Liverpool next. So I think Flecken is still the one I like most at around 4.5. I'm not really keen on a premium goalkeeper like Alisson or Ederson. Don't mind Nick Pope short term, maybe even after the Brentford fixture. I do fancy Brentford to score against Newcastle this week. But Flecken and Ariola as a pair certainly rotate quite well. So if you are looking to, to sell Pickford, and if you don't want to spend too much cash, I probably would go for Flecken at Brentford. I noted down these questions this morning before the presser. So there was a question from FPL Cricket that said, is Gusto a sell now that Reese James is coming back? But those comments since I noted down the questions is good news for Gusto. So I think if you have him, like I have, there's no reason to sell unless you've, you've got a defence you're very happy with and you want to use him to get to a Gusto or if you want to open the door for a Sterling or a Jackson, for example, maybe even an Enzo Fernandez or a Chilwell. Chilwell if you don't already own him. But yeah, those comments for me... Good news, Gusto looks like he'll play another couple of games. And at that price, if you have him, no reason to sell him. Question from Burry Bowl FC. What do you think about Gvardiol to look at Dean, who is cheaper than Matty Cash? Or should I just go for the right back? Burry Bowl says, fed up of Pep Roulette. Plus, they aren't keeping clean sheet. They're not going to keep a clean sheet against West Ham. So that is a prediction that West Ham will score against Manchester City. I would probably fancy them to score against City also. Also said that Villa's fixtures coming up look decent. So when you think about Luka Dean and Matty Cash, I think Cash is the one to go for. I've mentioned a few times already this season, whenever Moreno comes back, there probably will be competition there at left back for Luka Dean. And Cash is just smashing it. And I know he's got two minus ones to his name so far this season, but he had the brace. He could have had a hat-trick in that game. I seem to remember him having a very good headed chance against Liverpool, which was a big save from Alisson. So it could have been three goals in the first four games for Matty Cash. Pretty sure he scored in the European Cup game as well. Cash looks like a very good option. The Aston Villa fixtures, longer term, if you take a long term view up until game week 12, Aston Villa are second on the fixture ticker for difficulty and it reads Crystal Palace this week, Chelsea, Brighton, Wolves, West Ham, Luton, Nottingham Forest and Fulham. So maybe in the short term they're not fantastic for cash but if you are making a longer term pick and if you're not going to wild card between now and then he looks like a very good option and you could always bench him in some of those trickier fixtures but cash is the kind of player the way he's playing and the, you know playing out of position sometimes doesn't really matter about fixture as we've seen about against liverpool he was close to getting on the score sheet so yeah good option i would go cash if you're selling Gvardiol. Question from Ishang Garg. Is Regulon a good option as a fourth defender? The fixtures look good and his gameplay is quite attacking. What are your thoughts? The, the international break has been that long that I completely forgot that Regulon signed for, for Manchester United on loan from Tottenham. Do I like him as an FPL pick? Not really because we do have defensive issues. A couple of the big boys are missing like Varane and Luke Shaw. Regulon is only 4.4 million but when... I'm not really expecting too many clean sheets. I think I would go elsewhere. You know, someone like Udogi, 
players we've mentioned a few times this season, like Rico Henry. I think I do prefer those. Even a, a Botman or a Fabian Scher at Newcastle, if you can't afford Trippier, I would go for them before I would go for Regulon at Manchester United. Question from Testimony Upawa. Is it worth bringing in a Newcastle defender this week for Saliba or waiting until next week? So if you've only got one free transfer, if you look at the fixtures, I think it makes more sense to wait until game week six to make a switch from an Arsenal defender to a Newcastle defender because Newcastle play Brentford this week. Brentford know how to score goals. They've got Wissa, they've got Mbumo. And, you know, let's face it, Newcastle haven't kept too many clean sheets. I think I heard somewhere this week that they might have only kept, is it two clean sheets in the last 22 or something like that? Need to fact check that afterwards. But Newcastle certainly haven't been keeping too many. And I do fancy Brentford to score. And when you've got Saliba, he's away to Everton. Everton attack is not up to much. So I would be quite hopeful of a Saliba clean sheet against Everton, more so than I would be of a Newcastle clean sheet against Brentford. So I would save your transfer in that scenario play Saliba, and then maybe make the switch next game week instead. Next question is from Andy Williams. Keep Bruno and Rashford or sell one of them and buy Heung-Min's son? And if so, which Manchester United asset gets the chop? So again, everything comes down to fixtures for me. I own the Bruno Rashford double up. I don't mind a switch from one of them to Heung-Min's son. I've seen a few people go and sack at the Sun this week as well. Wouldn't be overly keen on that one because Saka plays Everton, which is a very good fixture. It's again, it's going to be it's it's the it's the season of FOMO. We're going to want players every week that have good fixtures that just returned well, and we just can't have everyone. I always say to myself, don't let fear rule my transfers. Trust the troops, and if I think banking a transfer is a good option. I will just stay strong and avoid the latest bandwagon. So I think that's what I'm going to do this week because I like Bruno and Rashford's fixtures. I'm still not sure which one is the better FPL pick long term. So I think I'm going to hold them for the Brighton game. Brighton, obviously a very good team, but they do not defend very well. After the Brighton game, Bruno and Rashford have Burnley, Crystal Palace, Brentford and Sheffield United. So the next five looks pretty good for Manchester United attackers. Hyungman Son, very, very attractive this week, off the back of a hat-trick, at home to Sheffield United. But if you look a little bit longer term, after the Sheffield United game, Tottenham play Arsenal and Liverpool. And then it's Luton in game week eight before Fulham in game week nine. So this week looks great. Arsenal-Liverpool obviously is a little bit trickier. We've had one sample size of Son playing up front under Postacoglu. We don't know if that's going to continue. Would I like would I like to own Hyungman Son this week? Absolutely. If I was wildcarding, he would definitely be in. If I was on a free hit, he would absolutely be in. But you know, longer term, I think my team on paper is fine. I've got Madison as well, so I feel okay about not having Son when I've got Madison. Do I want Madison and Son for Arsenal and Liverpool? Not really. Obviously, could jump off one of them with a game week six or game week seven transfer, but. It's another case of we can't have every good pick in the game. I'm comfortable without Son. You might not be as keen as I am to keep Bruno and Rashford. In that case, if it feels right, if you don't have other issues to deal with, you know, for example, a goalkeeper or a defender, even if it's you know a boring transfer, you know, try and focus on that weakest link. Kyungman Son is obviously a great pick against Sheffield United. I will not be watching the Tottenham game because I will not be a Hyungman Son owner. He will be a captain for me in a few other fantasy formats, but he won't be in my FPL team. Question from Local Stigmatic. Is now the time to ride the 
is a wave. He's dropped to 6.3. He's 57th for points in FPL. However, he's clearly passing the eye test in sensational form. Top defenders can't seem to get near him. He's the Crystal Palace talisman. He runs the show and takes all the set pieces. And despite Palace's injuries, he's 11th in the league for XGI, suggesting his teammates are the ones letting him down. So, Eze's a tricky one. We know he is a top, top player and can certainly be a top FPL pick as well. It's quite odd, actually, to see him dropping to 6.3, given how good he is. But that just shows you how many good other midfield options there are out there. Looking at the Palace fixtures, I don't love them. Aston Villa, Fulham, Manchester United, Forest, Newcastle, Tottenham. So the next six, you've probably got two good ones in there. You know, Fulham and Forest. And we know, as a talisman... Eze can perform well in any given game. But it goes back to Arsenal midfielders, Man City midfielders, Mbumo, Madison, Son. Eze is not yet in my top five midfielders when it comes to FPL. And that's why he's not in my team. And that's why he's probably not going to come in when I look at that run of fixtures. Again, if I was wildcarding this week, I don't think he'd be in. Does that mean he's a bad pick? Absolutely not. There's probably 10 to 15 really good FPL midfielders out there. And if you fancy it, by all means, go for it. Could be could be a pretty nice differential if he does continue to perform well. Question from Shuvik. Should I make the 4 into Mbumo switch for game week 5? It's not a favourable fixture for Mbumo, but I'm worried about Foden's minutes. So Mbumo plays Newcastle, which I expect. I do expect Brentford to score. Do I expect him to score 3 or 4? Absolutely not. Phil Foden... Shuvik is worried about his minutes. I wouldn't be overly concerned about his minutes. I would be inclined to keep Foden for the West Ham game. Avoid Bumo for one more week. I know it's painful. I know how it feels. He hasn't been in my team yet. I would like to own him. Again, if I was on a wild card, maybe he would come in if I switched from 3-4-3 to 3-5-2. But I am leaning towards banking a transfer this week and just trusting the midfielders and the forwards that I have. So in that case, I would keep Foden. I would bank the transfer. And maybe you look to get Mbumo in game week six. Question from Ryan. People are thinking about bringing in Morris for Luton's game week seven double game week. But he also has Fulham this week and Wolves next week. Could he be a good differential as early as this week? And if so, would you bring him in for Jackson? Yeah, so those of you who are just tuning in after switching off for the break. The Luton and Burnley game that got cancelled, I think it was game week two. They, both teams have a double game week 7 which is obviously pretty soon now I don't have much interest whatsoever good chance I'll own 0 players from that double game week although I do have Bayer on my bench maybe he'll get a rare start and you're you're hoping for 4 points rather than 2 points again if you're hoping for 4 you're probably just going to end up benching him anyway Morris is the most interesting though from, from Luton he's only 5.5 he's got a goal and assist already and he's on penalties and like Ryan says here the fixtures are good beforehand you get Fulham and Wolves if you go early. And I don't mind it. I was talking to someone earlier who was thinking about selling Archer to get Morris. You know, if you've got a million in the bank, I don't mind that at all. I think Morris is a decent differential. Do you need to rip up your team to get him? Do you need to take a minus four to get him? Absolutely not. But if you can get there, and if you fancy it, and you like the fixtures, if you rate the player, by all means, decent option for the next next three game weeks because you've got those four fixtures. Question from Dan Copson. Alvarez hasn't played fewer than 89 minutes in any Premier League game this season. It's a trap, isn't it? It feels like a trap. So Dan is very concerned. Sounds Dan sounds like a non-owner who's thinking about buying rather than an owner who's thinking about selling. 
I was reading something earlier today. I think Manchester City have seven games in the next 25 days between now and the next international break. And that screams rotation. You know, players like Alvarez getting lots and lots of minutes, first four game weeks, but we've had no Champions League. They've got a difficult tie in the Carabao Cup. I think it's against Newcastle. So you'd expect a strong lineup in that one. Alvarez, I'm going to say it, he's not going to start every game between now and the international break. But the minutes that he does get... Will that be enough for him to return a healthy amount of FPL points? I think it probably will be. So I still think Alvarez is a good pick. I think there's a wildcard question about forwards coming up soon. He would certainly be in my thoughts if I was wildcarding this week, but he might just about miss out. Feels like the boat might have been missed on Alvarez, especially with that points haul in game week four. But again, could be a bit of a blind spot for some of us this season that if he is getting the minutes, if he is getting the points, maybe we should just go there along with Haaland. But for now... I don't think I'll be buying him, and I'm hopeful as a non-owner that his minutes start to reduce over the coming game weeks. Final question for the weekend is from Love Yours. What do you think is the best? Who do you think is the best striker to go along with Haaland on a wild card? And also, who would you pick on a wild card between Rico Henry and Botman? I think the defender one's easier. I'll go Botman because Newcastle's fixtures are turning. Look like he's going to be okay for game week five. Should definitely be okay for game week six by the sounds of it. So I'll go Botman over Rico Henry on a wild cards. In terms of the best striker, I had a look at my watch list. Now there's six or seven strikers on my watch list, but there's not too many I'm in a rush to go and get. Players like Ferguson, Edward, Wissa. These players, they feel like okay picks, but I feel like they're not really essential picks either. So if I was wildcarding this week, I'm in a 3-4-3. I did look at possibly wildcarding during the break, but I've kind of completely gone against that idea now. I just want more information. I think my team looks absolutely fine for game week five anyway. So if I was wildcard, I would move to a 3-5-2. Uh, so Haaland would be one of them. And then the question is, who do you go for the second one? So Jackson's been a frustrating player to own, but the fixtures are still good and the underlying numbers are still good. So Jackson probably would just about survive for me for the Bournemouth fixture in game week five. And he could always be moved on to a Morris, a Morris punt afterwards. I still like Archer as a third player in a 3-5-2 formation, a third forward. And I mentioned Alvarez as well. I think Alvarez would certainly be in the conversation. But basically the short answer here is there's not too many strikers or forwards in FPL that are screaming out at the moment to buy me. You know, players like Jesus are coming back. Um, Ollie Watkins, I own him and I still think he's okay, even though he's been frustrating as well. Those fixtures, as we spoke about, are pretty decent. I think I'd probably go Haaland Jackson, but maybe I'm having too much faith in Jackson. But it would be a case of a fixtures play and you could always jump off them in the near future also. Moving on now to captaincy and transfers for the weekend. Give me five captaincy. I will be on my usual auto-captain Haaland. Yes, it's not the easiest fixture on paper away to West Ham, but I am not yet ready this season to back against the Norwegian. He gets the armband. If I owned Hyungman Son, then maybe there would be a conversation to be had. I still think owning Hyungman Son is enough of a differential. His ownership's not that high, even though I think over half a million managers have brought him in this week. It's quite tricky for a lot of people to get him or they need to sell good assets to get there. So his ownership probably won't be extremely high this weekend so he's a decent captaincy option as is James Madison at home to Sheffield United you've got Salah away to Wolves in the early kickoff be careful what Mahatma Gandhi might say if you try and do that one and you've also got Saka away to Everton I think those are the best five candidates for the armband this weekend but I am not overthinking it 
I like that Erling Haaland plays in the Premier League because I do not need to think about my captaincy in FPL most weekends. In terms of transfers, it's been a funny international break. I put a tweet up earlier. Started the international break, I was very much thinking about wildcarding. Then I thought about maybe just take a minus four to restructure from 3-4-3 to 3-5-2, which it would have been something like Watkins to Archer and Nakamba to one of Foden, Sterling or Mbumo. But when I think about Foden, Sterling and Mbumo versus Watkins, who plays Crystal Palace, and if you throw a minus four on top of that, I think I'm just going to keep Watkins because the fixture's fine. He has been returning assists. Surely the goals are coming soon. And if he did score in game week five, I'd probably be quite happy to keep him then because the fixtures are pretty decent. I also looked at, like I'm sure a lot of managers have, is getting Kyungman Son in for a Saka, a Bruno or a Rashford. But Saka, Bruno and Rashford to me are still good picks with good fixtures. So I'm going to swerve Son, I think. And then the other thing I was looking at was a defensive transfer, selling Gabriel or Gusto to get someone like Ruben Diaz, Udogi, Fabian Scher, Botman or Matty Cash. Now that's probably the most attractive transfer to make. But when Gusto looks like he's going to play again, I fancy Gabriel to start against Everton. I think I can bank a transfer instead. I've got a Stupinen as a first sub. So even if Gabriel or Gusto didn't play or Chilwell, I've got a decent option on the bench as long as a Stupinen starts after his long trip. So very much gone from a possible wild card to bank in a transfer, which is the most boring international break ever. Feels like a lifetime since I made a transfer. The bus team for Gaming 5, Turner in goal with Johnston on the bench. Chilwell, Gusto and Gabriel with a Stupinen on the bench. Midfield of Saka, Madison, Bruno and Rashford. Haaland captain, Ollie Watkins, please repay the faith, Ollie. Also Jackson, you need to repay the faith also. So these strikers are under pressure to deliver apart from Haaland. Best of luck for the game week, folks, and have a great weekend. I'll be back on Monday, hopefully illness permitting, to look back on the action. So make sure to subscribe to the podcast or give it a follow wherever you're listening. If you're not interested in the Patreon stuff, you can also support me by buying me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com forward slash FPL General. That's pretty straightforward. Have a good one. Green arrows, and I'll talk to you on Monday. Podcast Network.